Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, our penultimate Flats and Shanks podcast of the season. Well, you say penultimate, but we'll probably will do another one after the Premiership final. Yeah, penultimate's the one before the last one. Yeah, but we'll probably do another one after the Premiership final. Oh, uh, right, I see what you mean. Yeah, good. Yeah. There's Autumn International. I shouldn't, well, have, pr- I shouldn't have doubted Cup. I shouldn't have doubted that you knew what the word penultimate meant, actually. You're there's 39. <laughs> <laughs> I Googled it. And you got your own house and job and car. Uh there are some Rugby World Cup internationals, not Autumn Internationals. So maybe we'll do some after that. Oh yeah, good point actually. Maybe we won't. Dunno. Okay, so look, this is the post semi finals one. Um and we are recording it from a sitting room in Devon yes and we're here at what I like to tell call to people my holiday home I guess it kind of is that but also it is a a tiny little hovel of a place that has been painted white on the inside so it looks tidier but we like it don't we you're like an MP you are with your little holiday home <laughs> I haven't put on expenses okay Sure. Um, I mean, we come to you a day late as well because we meant to do it yesterday mate, on Tuesday morning, mate. and we sat down on the sofa. Dave with a big one, I got a small one, standard, and I was just about to record, and we could hear something behind a fireplace. And I don't know if some of you have seen it on Twitter. I post a little video. It's not a great video because Instagram. You put it on, yeah, and yeah. Twitter. Did I not? Sorry, I don't know. Maybe I did. Well, it's going to be. Out. I bricked it a little bit. I didn't like it. I was uncomfortable. I was out of my bubble. You fully shat it. I was out of my bubble. I want to be back in my bubble. Uh, we sat here and there was just um, a crow chirping behind the chimney. Now, Dave's got a, a lovely little um, log burner. And it was so loud, it couldn't be coming from the top of the chimney. 
So I did a look outside and there was two big crows standing on the top trying to call a little crow who was behind. And they were like this. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Hello, anyone in there? Steve. Hello. I Stephen. Don't know. Why are they down in Devon as well, mate? They should be at the Bringlass Tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to open up the fireplace. So Flats just used brute strength to break the boards, which are securing the, the funnel going up from the log burner, what's it called, the, the flue. Flue, flue, flue. Is it flume or flue? Flue. I think it's flue, yeah. And dust everywhere. Mate, d- yeah. Dust everywhere doesn't cover it. Felt like a coal miner. Yeah, it, the amount of detritus that fell through those openings I forced through the fireproof, fireproof uh, chipboard stuff. I'd look up there. It's, pro- it's properly well put together. Whoever put it in a million years ago, but a builder. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. it was savage, and the whole house is white on the inside or off-white. So, not only did the Hoover effectively kill itself yesterday. Um, it is a piece of rubbish, but I need to get a new one anyway. But the amount of dirt in this room, white painted floorboards, it was horrendous. Uh, so I had to excessive hoovering, dustpan and brushing, mopping floors, damp cloth, cleaning walls. Yeah. Shanko dusting every flat surface on the ground I mean, floor. come in here and find, find some DNA. You won't. You won't. Good. Yeah, we could have. Um, anyway, so the long and short of it was after a couple of hours... I reckon it was, wasn't it? Well, actually, I, I don't know about DNA because if they come in yours with an infrared light and a pair of glasses, <laughs> oh, <laughs> your room, that is. You would find nothing because I'm a good Presbyterian. I don't even know what Presbyterian means. Nigel Ray said this to me once. Someone mentioned the religion and he said, what, someone said, what's the difference between Jedi? something and yeah. something? And he said, I don't know. I deliberately never learned about what religion means what. And, I don't know. and as a kid, I was told by a teacher, you know, if you either... Believing God or not, it's up to you. But some people regard it as respectful to learn about every different religion. And actually, but for some people, it can help to know nothing about any of them and treat everyone the same and allow people to believe, worship their own gods. Anyway, mm. where did that come from? Nigel Ray. Nigel Ray. Anyway, the, and Nigel Ray is one of them, I think, but from memory. But it was carnage. The, the long and short of it is we got broke into the flu. I mean, earth fell out of it. Literally, the earth fell through. A bit of toast come out. A bit of toast, yeah. A bit of old bread came out. They obviously nicked it from someone's rubbish bag or something and dropped it down the old chimmers. So they got the crow out, flew into the room. Shanko's ass went big time. (laughs) He jumped up. Mate, it's the noise of flapping. I don't know what. A few things I hate. Bloons one, sand another. You do hate sand. You enjoying Devon? (laughs) (laughs) But the, the wings flapping just gets me, mate. So Shanks was hiding in the hallway behind a glass door for a while. Trying to film. He set up his camera, lent it against a coffee cup on the island and went and hid behind the hallway door. Then he came back in and the bird flew near him and he just jumped front ways onto the hob, onto the island. I was like, shut it. But I managed to get this little baby crow, turned out to be a baby, in um, still quite big, in a towel. Got it out and we're like, oh, we did it. We've done it. Oh my God, the house was wrecked. Like it was like, it almost, it might never recover from the amount of mess that came out. And then it was like, five minutes later, tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, Christ, there's another one. So we couldn't go through it again. So we left all the flaps open, left all the door back doors open in the house. What's the odds they're twins as well? Just a nightmare. Went out for the whole day. And, no, no, went out for the whole day and night. Obviously, the nest fell down, the chimney. So went out and we now think they're both out and free. But we did the right thing. Could have just left it. 
but also, I mean, the main thing is we got six stars for the camp, so we all ate last night. Yeah, great. Yeah, thing is, you can't. I can't. Firstly, if you leave it and it dies, it will stink, and you got dead animals in your flu for maggots, maggots, or whatever it is. I mean, or we could just lit the fire. Yeah, but that would have just cooked them. Yeah, I've, I've said we did the right thing, mate. Yeah. So, and I also can't, I'm not very I, good I with I now the know the RSPCA number off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, uh, animals in distress is a... We called a, it. That's a toughie. I called me. it, then I hung up. Didn't have the guts. 0300-1234-999. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But we got them out. We rescued them, and it wasn't easy, but we did it, and... Um, Two animals that were in distress, no longer in distress, which is good news. And that could be the difference in life. Yeah. But you could you if you'd been here on your own, could you have got that bird out? I'd have had to, mate, because it was my it would be my house. I couldn't have let it in there. I'm I mean, to look at me you think, Oh, he's tough. He will he's like an assassin. That's but, exactly what I think. But, <laughs> but I've got a warm heart, mate. I love cuddles. Like Silas and the Da Vinci Code. But only one second ones. Uh, so yeah, it was that was a bit of a palaver because yeah, always, always a palaver with the Flatmans. There was always a drama. You like the you like the prices, but price. We couldn't um, always a drama. <laughs> <laughs> but we meant we couldn't do the podcast. Yes, podcast yesterday. Yeah, sorry guys. So a lot of you were on long journeys. You know, commu- commuting from you know Bristol to London, waiting for our pod. It's here now, Soz. so enjoy it. I mean, listen back to it if you want. So that was in the morning. Uh, we ca- I came down here on Monday, and straight away we went down to Solcombe and launched a virgin boat from Ribeye. Mm. Thank you, Ribeye. Boys did well there. Martin said, it's never even been on the water, this. Should be fine. And I was like, uh, will it definitely work? He's like, mate, it's been checked, don't worry. He's like, do you want me to run you through all the controls? I said, no, thank you. No. I've got a kill cord. The kids have got buoyancy aids on. Let's roll. Does it have a Bluetooth feature for your phone so I can play music? Yes, it does. That's all I need. Straight away, jar rule for the kids. I was a little bit worried because normally, you know, I'm not a seaman like you. I Excuse don't, me? I don't know like a seaman call me? like you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a trained seaman Mate. like you. So I thought new boats, uh, there was meant to be some sort of initiation where a bottle of champagne or carver was thrown against it and it smashed. But obviously not. We had a bottle of uh, beer, didn't we? Asahi. Asahi. Yeah. You brought with you from Wales. Yeah, the smash Via Tokyo. Boat. <laughs> but no, but we left us a couple of smash bottles on the beach and a bit of litter, didn't we? Same thing. Yeah, just put a bit of sand over the top of the bottle, so just it's fine. Joke, leave no trace, yeah. Um, so yeah, we. it's funny. So today's day three of our mini holiday, um, the Franklin holiday. And we're having a day off the boat. Because we love it. There's a lot of admin. The weather's not great. So we're going to have a day off getting... You can imagine getting two adults is fine. But getting four little kids... I mean, they're a piece of cake, the kids. They're awesome. They're here now and you can't even hear them because they're upstairs either sleeping or pretending to sleep. Shackled. But, yeah, they're tied upstairs. Gag. But they... Getting them sun creamed and out and food and sandwiches made and cooler boxes and chill all that sort of stuff. It's like... It is a lot of admin... But it's worth it when you get there, unless it's bolted like it was on Monday. I don't mind that as much. Yeah, there hasn't been a warmest the last couple of days, but it's what I don't like is that distance where you've sort of moored the boat up, but you can't go all the way in because you're a bit scared. And I've got to get off because you're driving the boat and do the shuttles with the girls, the food, the towels, the wetsuits on my back into the beach, into a little cove. 
and the water just goes it just goes above your belly button so you get a bit of a, a shock yeah. it's not up to your knees um, that's the only fi- bit I find hard but then I, I look at you when you've driven the boat out another 20-30 metres put the anchor in what? call me? yeah put the anchor down seaman and you've got to swim just dive in and swim in I, would t- I mean, yesterday you did the right thing. You bought a wetsuit and you're really aerodynamic. It took me six minutes to put it on. You love the two water. Two minutes to swim in. I think it's the weightlessness thing. Yeah. You love it. I think it's a buoyancy aid, my wetsuit. It felt really floaty. The day before, you didn't want to swim back out to get the boat, did you? Because it, it was cold and we were trying to enjoy it on the beach, but all the girls had blue lips. Yeah, but they the Monday, the Monday we were like, right, should we, the girls were just loving it and we're like, it's a bit chilly. The sun was out and stuff. It wasn't raining or anything. Be like, it's a bit chilly. Then one of the girls said, "Should we go home? Like, watch a movie?" Yep, great idea. And we were like, home, and we we finished the barbecue by six, hadn't we? Um, I think it was one of mine because yours just they're so they don't hardy. feel the heat. They're so hard. They don't feel the cold. Sorry, no. Just walking around in like bikinis. But yesterday, I was in a wetsuit to go in this walk because it's properly cold at this time of year, and the girls they're like wetsuits. Nah. I need them. I brought them down here. Brought them down here before Christmas last year, and they're in the water. But the point was, I was going to make was Ooh. when you went when you wanted to go back out to the boat, it was a little bit cold for you on the Monday, and you didn't want to do it. And you were looking at me, and I was looking at you, and I can't drive the boat. Otherwise, God, I would have done it. Swim out there really quickly, like Hasselhoff in his prime. But you, there was another family on the beach, and you went over and a bit sheepishly asked them if they you could borrow their paddleboard because they had a couple of paddleboards, and then. Obviously felt a bit guilty for asking him, so stayed another 10 minutes to talk to him and entertain him, tell him jokes. And then got on your knees to paddle out, fell off. Yeah. But you mastered it after. Didn't have the guts to stand up. My you? upper body never went in the water. No, you're right. Which is my, my heart never went in the water. But maybe you should look at one of them. We've got one. Well, no, I haven't got one. Paulie's got one. I didn't even know. I thought they were like a surfboard with air around the side of them, but they're not. You just blow them up completely. Blow them up, but they feel solid. But that one... That one was perfectly well blown up, but I need—I don't need an extra large one, believe it or not. I just need the largest size because yeah. of my weight. So yeah. As soon as I knelt on it, it basically submerged. So I was like, right, I'm in trouble here. Because I, believe it or not, I can actually paddleboard. Yeah, no, I can see that. Your balance was pretty good. Do it quite a lot. Your core was pretty good. So that's been our that's been our last few days, really. We went around the Grucocks last night for some delicious food. Lush, that one. Out. Yeah, thank you, Field and Flower. Yeah. Yeah. For the ribeyes, well done, guys. Mm-hmm. And... The sausages and the pork tenderloin um, and the pork belly. Yeah. Um, Field and Flower did not provide the chickpea salad, though. That was that was Mrs. G. Cock. Mm. That was Mrs. Cock. Um, and that was lush, that. She was a bit worried about it. She said, I want honest reviews. Really? And I said, you know what? I could eat that every day for a year. And red onion, garlic, a bit of olive oil, some mint, some plum or cherry tomatoes in. Feta at the end. Feta, mixed up. Chickpeas. Bit of a... Secret ingredient, which I think was Czechoslovakian yeast. <laughs> and uh, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, it was nice actually, but the kids can just, just roamed all night, didn't they? Yeah, the weather's not too good today, so it's cinema day. But anyway, boring you now, aren't we? With Are we hell? With Sulcombe, Kingsbridge. What, uh, what have you been up to then, prior to this? Oh, fella. Oh, fella. I mean, where do I start? Were you at... Any of the Premiership Of course semi-finals. I was. It's my job. Of course I was there. Well, yeah, I was a rhetorical question. So when did we do our pod last week, fella? Uh, we probably did it on Sunday night. 
Crikey! On I've, the nineteenth, I've, I've been I've been through the ringer since then. Really? Oh, I won't go. I won't go nuts. Don't go nuts over it. On Tuesday night, so I was very proud to do this. Is what you say? But actually, prize the wrong word. It was just really cool. I launched. I hosted the launch of the new Land Rover Discovery Sport. Shh, not allowed to talk about Discovery it. Discovery Sport. Oh, let's talk about that one. Okay. Um. And it was wicked. And the barbecue was some guys called uh, Hidden Hut. Um, Simon Stallard and Hidden Hut guys from Cornwall. The food was some of the best food I've ever tasted. Mm. And I want to have a massive party so they can... I said, do you do like parties and stuff like that? Parties and weddings and bar mitzvahs? And he goes, nah, not really. Don't really want to do them. Unless the dough... You know, if people want to pay us ridiculous amounts, we'll do Dough, they do pizza, do they? I was like, the dough's right, mate. I can tell you now the dough's right. Left it to rise. Anyway, I was really excited about booking them for a party that I'm not having. And then they said they don't do it, but I'll get them. I'll get them, all right. If you want some, you want some questions or answers on dough, just like follow Phil Vickery. Yeah, oh, mate, stuff he does. Yeah. Vicks is properly good. Do you know Nick McLeod? Do you remember Nick McLeod? He used to play 10 um, and a little bit of 15 for Cardiff. Then went to Sale. Right. A Welsh guy. <laughs> yeah, I do remember him. He's got a bakery. He opened a bakery. And really? he gives um, lessons and tutorials on how oh, to cook cool. different things. Yeah, it's really cool. I've not been, but I've seen it, and some of the guys have been, and so it's good fun. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Um, Vix is properly good on yeah. he cooks like he cooks like scones on his Kamado Joe thing right? yeah. on his like how do you do that anyway uh, then on the Tuesday night I hosted at the Grosvenor for MBN yes really cool event you know Lucy Ray and Joe Ray and all that lot just and it was their biggest ever event in terms of size 800, really 850 I think at the what Grosvenor. was the title of the event Rugby World Cup Glory Dinner so ah, yeah. in, ter- in terms of talent that was me, there though. sorry I mean everyone was there Everyone was there. Uh, so Clive, yeah. Eddie, Lawrence, Jono, Owen Farrell, Mara Toji, George Cruz, Neil Back, Freddie Burns, Matt Perry, um, Kieran Bracken. I mean, the list, I, I've forgotten loads there. Phil Greening. Yeah. I mean, everyone was there. All up on doing Q&As as well? No, but there were three big Q&As. Um, one of them, I just started talking to Clive, and I was like, I think it's Clive. You used to do, like, you know, the 1%, you talk about 1%ers and this and that. And then you got Jason Robinson over. So how did you get Jason? And actually, was he the greatest 1%er you ever found? In the end, he was like, Flats, what was the actual question there? I was like, Clive, that is a good point. Is it hard to win a World Cup? So it was kind of like, it was quite good fun. Um, Thursday, wicked day. Um, got up early. So yeah. finished late at the Grosvenor. Got up very early and got down sort of Gatwick way. A brand, or rather not Gatwick Way, Brands Hatch Circuit. Yeah. And then went uh, racing Caterham Cars with Chris Hoy. Chris nice. Hoy said, I will not do it unless Flats comes. Do they have to adapt like a Caterham for you to fit they in? They do a wider body one. Yeah. Okay. And that was still a struggle. But I did fit in it, weird. I did fit in it. Because Chris Hoy's not small. Wider body's just a nicer way of saying. Fatties for fatties, yeah. Mm. But you, you are, you wouldn't get in a narrow one. Really? No. You wouldn't be able to sit in it for any length of time. I wonder what I'd be like at Caterham driving because pretty good at um, go-karting. You'd be really good at it then. Because I won go-karting the other day uh, when I went with Jenner and Bubs and I just got out of the car. The guy who was um, leading it just turned to me and said, no professionals. I said, I'm not professional. He said, you should be. If you carry on like that, you'd be driving for Formula One. I said, no thanks, mate. Making a shitload out of computers at the moment. Hmm. So I saw this uh, saw a car journalist I really like called Matty Pryor on Tuesday, and he, I said I was doing this thing with Chris Hoy, 
well, I saw him on the Wednesday and he said, oh, he goes, what size feet you got? I said, 11 ish, 11 and a half. He's like, right, wear your smallest shoes because they won't fit. They won't fit in the pedal, wherever it is, or around the pedals. Yeah. And I got in a narrow body one to do this one th- one race we did. Mate, my feet, I had to use the app, my, basically my little toe to do the accelerator, my big toe to do the brake. Just didn't do you fit. Use the same foot for brake and accelerator, so it's not like a go kart. No, I don't. No. Use left foot for brake, right foot for. No, I use right for both. I'm okay, not a racing fine. driver. So did that. It was really cool. And That's of course, I'm a Land Rover guy, of course, but I spoke to the guys at Land Rover and they were like, look, it's not, they're not actually a competitor. So going, usually I would imagine they'd be really uptight and they're like, no, nah, go for it, mate. Yeah. But, you know, ideally don't start promoting content on your channels and stuff like that. But if you do, we're not really worried about it because. And that's why there's only a photo of you and uh, Sir Chris Hoy. Oh, no, I could have put photos out. I just didn't have any. He sent me some later on, but. And Chris Hoy, painfully good bloke. You want him to be a little bit arrogant at least, but he has got six times what six times Olympic champion, six times Olympic gold medal winner, written on all the dumbbells on his home gym though. Good. So arrogant. The only other bloke I know that's got something like that is Mike Tindall. Yes. Who's got Rugby World Cup 2003 written on all his home dumbbells. Yeah. Such a shame when they go like that. Didn't start anyway, that dinner raced from Brands Hatch to Northampton, hosted the Northampton end of season dinner, which was lovely because they finished fourth as opposed to ninth last season when I hosted it. So it was much easier. But really, really good fun. Spoke to loads of good lads. Roy Hutchinson was funny. Alex Mitchell was funny. Haskell was very funny, as you can imagine. Roy Hutchinson got a Scottish accent, or is he? No, he's no. Okay, fine. No. Um, he's one of them. Uh, Friday, I'm being quick. Bath Racecourse did an event with MJ Church. They're the construction firm that did the M3. Yes. But Church, he's a mate of mine and Powley's and whatever, so did a charity event. Aren't they also doing the, the bridge course. on the M4? Doing the M4 bridge, yeah. Did that for Churchy and then raced to Sirencester to do a dinner for Andy Deacon, the Gloucester legend, tighthead, who is a DOR at Sirencester now, did that for him. And it's a proper hairy-ass rugby dinner, but absolutely loved it. Load of wicked men and women in the room. Really, really good fun. Completely loose, um, fab. And then, yep, yeah, down to Chiefs for the semi second semi-final and then up to, and then back up to London uh, for early early start for the HSBC oh, World yeah. Sevens with Brian Habana and Haskell and Maggie and Ben Ryan and all that for Sunday morning. And then got home late and then on the road by eight to Devon. No wonder you've been sleeping well. I know, fella. You have been busy. There you go. Oh, nice. Well, what have yeah. you been up to, boy? That was my busiest week ever, by the way. Was it? Yeah, and my weeks are not normally like that, as you know. Uh, I went down to the Centurion Club on Tuesday. It was their big Doddy Weir golf day that Kenny Logan and Logan Sports Marketing had put together. And that was great fun. That was in... St Albans area um, yeah. and I've never played there before six year old course but long so suited me played actually quite well um, one longest drive off like a three foot tee you? off a three foot tee you've seen that when they do crazy you, tees you often win longest drive don't you no not, not normally you won it before maybe right, you off, definitely have off this high tee though so it's sort of three foot off the ground it's like a trick shot um, so won a nice bottle of Tattinger but it was good though um Sold it really well. Kenny hosted the Q and A myself with Bush, Brush, sorry, with Brush. Oh yeah, Brush, Brian Redpath. He's a lovely man. Uh, Craig Chalmers. Uh, Isn't he good company, Brush? Great company. Yeah. Always looks like he's going to do something to get you in trouble. Because he's like a cheeky chappy. Because he's yeah. so short. Short yeah. people are either evil looking or cheeky chappies. Yes. Aren't they? Yeah. Correct. Hmm. Uh, so playing that, we did have a fourth member though. We only had three. There was only two blokes and me. Jamie and Nick, I think it was. 
That'll um, do, fella. Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't matter. I played well. Thank well you. Done. Um, and that was, that was good. Raised a lot of money for for Doddy there. Um, uh, he, he couldn't make it, so he sent a video, which was nice. And he didn't a, even come. Bloody lazy. Bit of a quiet days. week, really, mate. Just been trying to sort out this um, former Cardiff Blues and Cardiff players golf trip to Palmer. So trying to sell one more team. We're going to Palmer on the 13th and 16th of June. Um, a team is booked, but they paid the deposit, but they can't make it now. Um, there's been. Do you keep the deposit? An illness. Well, we're going to have to. So we're selling a team at the moment for oh, 2,200 for a team of three. Loads of people going. Jiffy, Craig Quinnell, Mike Hall, Andy Booth, Andy Moore, John Scott, Reese Williams, Jamie Ringer, Tom Shanklin. Is Paul going? Um, watches of Wales. Trying to get, trying to get Are watches you? to go. Trying to get watches to go. But mate, he'll be great on tour. He would. It's. I bet, two I bet he's. Lo- I bet he's loose on tour. Yeah. Two Did rounds you? of golf. I'm just trying to plug it quickly. Oh, sorry. Two rounds of golf. There's dinner in the evenings. Booze is included in the evenings. Amazing hotel. Um, on the San Vida Resort. Um, so yeah, please, one more team needed. Thanks very much. Otherwise, I can't play because there's too many players. If you took Paul, I bet you, I bet you, you'd get him drunk enough that you could nick a watch off his wrist and he wouldn't know. Well, he'd just be the timekeeper, wouldn't he? Then yeah, then yeah, then sell it, sell it back to him. Yeah, yeah. I've done it twice to him. Trying to <laughs> he never knows it's coming. You need a magician though to get it off your wrist, don't you? <laughs> uh, Richard Branson can do that. Shake your hand and take your watch. Really? Saw him on a TV show doing it once. Well, if anyone doesn't need to nick watches, it's him. They, you've got to start from somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Like the awful Dodger when he's younger, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, watch, the, watch the rugby at the weekend. Bit of a chill weekend and then down here. So, all in all, quite a nice week for me. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely lovely week. Well, tell you what, we've um, as we've been sitting here, the view, um, listeners, is Shanks can basically see out into the massive, um, massive landscape garden, slash not very big. I can see out the front but I can also see up the stairs and I've seen a little afro head poke around the corner and it was my little girl rubbing her tummy saying daddy we're really hung- mouthing we're really hungry please can we eat so I threw a rock at her and she disappeared now okay should we, we, should we have a break so have we a can break have feed food. him and then we'll do some rugger yeah get in here now you little many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plushcare plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dave? Yeah? I absolutely adore meat. Yeah, can I shock you? Yeah. So do I. Knew it. I love meat. I get my meat, as you know, from Field and Flower. And they've decided to dip their toe into the world of Flats and Shanks podcasts and have a little look at whether we can give, send them any new business. Did you know they won Online Butchery Business of the Year? Of course I knew. Yeah, delivering thousands of customers a month. Of course I knew. Their um, philosophy is eat less but better quality meat and fish. Yeah. With complete traceability. Yeah, and all the meat and stuff is butchered the day before you get it. Sent out, it's really nicely packaged, so it arrives on your doorstep, and if you don't get home till that night, or even till the next day, it stays chilled, it's got wicked packs in it, and I am, a, as you know, a meat addict. I do eat less than I used to, but I eat better quality, and Field and Flour is better than any butchers I've tried, and that's fact, that's why I use them. And if you want to receive 30% off your first regular order, all you've got to do is enter Flats and Shanks at the checkout. Yep, thirty percent off, and that's nice. That's a good. That's a good chunk of money. That is. Yeah, there's no contract or tie-in. Schedule your orders however you want. It's so easy. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. And you get a little email saying, "Edit your box. What do you want in it? What do you want taken out? You can cancel a box for a month or whatever. And if you want to change the delivery date, it is a piece of cake. So it's all I use because they're brilliant. So thank you, James Flower, for setting up this incredible business. And James Mansfield, who lives near me in Bath, and bought me a cappuccino a few weeks ago. What a lovely man. Just before we crack into the rugby, uh, I have to let you know about the ticket sales that are going on for Flats and Shanks live in the Walkabout Bar, 17th of August, mm. pre-Wales v. England game. Mm. Um, they're on our website, they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook. Now, the first bunch of tickets were like the early bird tickets. They've gone. They're gone? Yeah. It's the second instalment now. like that. It's like the late worm. Yeah. The late worm tickets now yeah. are on sale. Who's our guest, Dave? Well, we're looking at a bit of um, Andy Powell action, aren't we? We certainly are. Um, it could get loose. It will definitely get very, very funny. Um, and we'll see if we can't get him stiff-arming a pint at whatever time it is in the morning. We won't. We'll be professional. We'll try and get him involved, though. See if we can't get him stiff-arming a couple of rowdy members of the crowd. Yeah, I just hope hope it doesn't end up in a fight, and that's what that's all we're after, isn't it? Yeah, and um, that opens at nine thirty in the morning. So, what a way to get some pre-game atmosphere. Yeah, it'd be lush actually. So we and do one with Shane Williams, which was great, wasn't it? And um, Andy some Diet Powell, Cokes inside you as well. There's yeah. every chance he might take it to the next level. Oh, he will. He will. He he's tops off. He's singing. He's an entertainer. Yeah. First, yeah. rugby player. Second, third, coach. Third. Um, yes, yeah, it's going to be excellent. So get your tickets, get involved, and uh, see you there. Yeah, that's the plug done, mate. That's it. Well we get to rugby now. Well plugged, fella. So, did you know it was the Pro 14 final? I did know, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think I was the only person that works for um, Premier Sport that wasn't invited to partake. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, what happened there then? Was it awkward? No, I think, you know, they just thought um, I could do with the rest. Yeah. So they knew I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to do it anyway. You were flagging, weren't you? Yeah. They knew that. So fair play to them for not even the thing is it's asking it's, me. It's a long game, isn't it? They're not yeah. blowing you out by doing a game every weekend. No. No. Um how was the final? It was good. It was it? good. Although there should have been a red card, I think, for Rob Carney. I agree. Uh now he goes up 
Well, Stuart Hogg's coming forward onto the ball. It's a, I think it might be the box kick. Or anyway, it's a kick in the air. Stuart Hogg goes up. Rob Carney, to be fair, he's looking at the ball, but makes a bit of a feeble attempt to get off the ground to catch it. Stuart Hogg's already dominated that space, so you've got to be really careful. Gone are the days there where if you both compete for the ball, um, it's play on. It's not anymore. You have to obviously compete, but you have to have a duty of care of person in the air. And it just takes Stuart Hogg out in the air, lands badly, gets a yellow, but in this day and age, it should have been a red. And I think Glasgow should feel hard done by for that. Tom? It makes a much better podcast if I disagree with you. Please do. I hereby agree with you. Yeah. Have you seen Tyke Furlong's uh, Instagram story? Nope. After on the, on the bus back or whatever, it just goes through the whole team, loads of the team, and it's like right Gary Ringrose with a great picture of him. It gives it like nicknames, a couple of facts about him, a couple yeah. of facts, and it's very very funny. You can tell. I thought this before when I've read interviews and heard him talk and seen social media stuff. You can tell he's a funny guy and he's a bright guy. Yeah. And then it. There's all these funny little comment, intelligent comments and funny little gags after each player. And then it's just Rob Carney where it just says, yellow or red. <laughs> it just says on it. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, yeah. He got away with one there, didn't he? He did get away with one. And Leinster won 18-15. They just, they've got this knack of just closing out games. I, to be honest, I really wanted Glasgow to win because we're, ba- we're good mates for Hoggy, aren't we? Hogmeister. Yeah. Uh, who was his last good. game? I yeah. just thought it possibly... It was going to be their day. They scored first, but Leinster come back, do what they do best, and seal the game out. So I think I might enjoy watching Tyg Furlong as much as I enjoy watching Stuart Hogg sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really mind who won that one. But yeah, for Hoggy Woggy, that would have been great for Hogmeister, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it would have been, been nice. great. But well yeah. done, Leinster, and they keep winning trophies. They keep rolling on. So they do it, and you know they they also got. I know it was only. Wasn't a huge number of points in it, but they got battered in that European final. So hugely. When when you're going in as, I guess joint favourites, but going in as being regarded as one of the best European teams ever, and you get beaten up like that, it takes some coming back from. But also Glasgow got battered by Saracens as well. Yeah, they you did. Know, yeah. Two teams that absolutely got annihilated by them. Um, what we'll say with Glasgow, I think we've talked about it before. I really like Sam Johnson at twelve. I think he's going to make a massive move into that twelve position yeah. for Scotland. That's the second ball player. He's also really dynamic. He's got pace, finishes off tries well, makes breaks. You know, he's really come on. And his partnership with Stain for Glasgow has been really good. And you think about, they didn't start together at the start of the season. Nick Grigg was playing. Um, I think Dunbar's been there as well. Horn. So, sort of Johnson and Stain have ended the season really well together. And it looks like, it must be a bit of a nightmare really for Gregor Townsend because Stain isn't Scottish qualified. Don't know if he could be. No, but he does also seem yep. to, he just disappears for whole swathes of the game, doesn't he? Just vanishes. Stain. Yeah. Just yeah. vanishes, doesn't he? Yeah. Just get a bit of remover on him. Uh, so, that's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but, it must be a bit of a nightmare for Greg Townsend because obviously he wants Hugh Jones to be playing. Yeah. needs him playing for Scotland in the World Cup. But the Roy moment, Hutchinson coming back as well. Yeah. Coming up as well. Yeah, so let, let's talk about that game Roy Hutchinson played in. Yeah, I mean, so much competition for that Scottish midfield now. It was, um, you know what, it it had, the, what, what Saints what Saints had to do was stop Exeter repeatedly getting into their 22. 
Now, that's hard if you don't front up defensively and yes. you get your line broken. But defence has been decent. It's mainly hard if you give away penalties because they kick their way into your 22 and then you're screwed. So they gave away a ton of penalties in the final round of the regular season in the Prem. Or what was that? Or was it the week before? Yeah, the last game, round 22, they gave away a ton of penalties. Chiefs kicked their way into Saints 22. Yeah. Maul over, pick and go, score at the bottom of the post, game over. And it happened again a little bit. And Exeter played some lovely stuff. But when the ball's in open play and open field, Saints still made ground and did really nicely against Chiefs like they did in round 22. And they were able to scare them and stunt and shred them a little bit every now and again. But you yeah. just could they could not resist the Exeter brutality in the 22. The start of the game summed up for me really because Northampton were throwing the ball around. They're throwing it wide, which they've been trying to do. Yeah. But after two minutes, they just coughed the ball up. Yep. They kept playing with it, coughed the ball up. Exeter won the ball back, got possession. And that was the story of the game really. Northampton tried, but weren't quite accurate enough against a really good extra defence. And the point had to be, the turning point had to be at 14-12 and Northampton, just before half-time, 40 minutes on the clock, Hutchison makes a break inside, drops by Reinhardt. Yep. You know, that would have made it... Of all the players. So it's 14-12 to to Exeter. That would have made it 14-19 to Northampton, half-time. And then straight after the break, Exeter come back, pick and go, Dennis scores. Night-night. That's it. But the thing about that, Reinach, I mean, it's just he got players player of the year, supporters player of the year. Yeah. He's the best player in the most improved team in the season. He's the best come half in the premiership this season, even better than Fafta Clerk. And it's just a horrible little piece of sporting injustice that he yeah. dropped that, you know. It probably, you know, the pass wasn't straight in front of him. It was certainly takeable, but it wasn't right in the bread basket. I'd have caught that boy. Yeah, you would have caught it. It was a catchable pass. There's no doubt about that. But what I'm yeah, saying is it wasn't a, horrible error. It wasn't no, a it's gift horrible. on the plate. Um, but then, you know, some of the tries Northampton scored. I mean, we'll talk about the that in a bit. The O'Flaherty try was oh. just an outstanding bit of individual brilliance, wasn't it? And, you know, it it's interesting because you hate when I say that. But, Rob, the, the best coaches are don't always come across as the most brutal. But Rob Bax is obviously a hell of a coach. Now, think about what it takes to leave Ollie Woodburn out of the semi-final. Yeah. And he's been there, one of their, sorry, there's a little cough in the background. My little girl's here um, resting. Just shut it, all right? I know you're poorly, but shut it. Um, another noise and you go in the garden. Um, dropping Ollie Woodburn is serious. That's, that's a big Massive. move. It's a really big move. They just did it for a youngster they believed in and he was brilliant in the air. He's defended nicely, brutal in attack, super quick. He was fabulous, and it's a great call. It's turned out to be a great call from Apart Rob from Getty Carter coming inside of the ruck. Yeah, there but he are. doesn't know what he's doing in there, does he? There's only, no. one, there's only one winger that rucks properly, and that's Nolsey. That's yeah. Nolzer. And he was playing fullback and looked class. Jack Nolsey's absolute class. What a player. He's just everywhere. And there are so many good wingers in England. I just I just do not see how you pick a first-choice England team without him in it with the amount of work he does. Wingers, Tom Collins offload to Tuala when they go down oh, yeah. the right-hand side. Then they actually go left, I think, with a kick. They get the kick back. Then it comes back. Collins managed to offload and then Hutchison out the back yeah. and Tuala goes in. That was, a just, that was a lovely try. He just waltzes in. There's no, he's not trying to get the ball down. He gets tackled over the line. Ter- perfectly chilled. Yeah. I'd be panicking. Really chilled, actually. Panicking. He, get, he gets a bit moody, doesn't he, Tuala? Yeah, well, he dropped a couple in the air. Gets a bit moody, then he gets a bit arsy. <laughs> but the thing, the thing I noticed about the game was it's a bit like playing football against Barcelona, playing against Exeter. 
you never have the ball. You hardly ever have the ball. And they keep it off you for so long because they're so fit. They're so good at retaining it. Yep. They're so well drilled at the breakdown. The whole team. Henry Slade clears out as well as any second row in the league most of the time. Mm. And he's not even a big bloke, but they're really good at it. Jack Knowles, a bullock in there, you know. So they're really good at protecting ball. Devoto's so physical. He was brilliant. Cuthbert's really physical on the wing Cuthbert as well. really physical. You look at yeah. boys trying to run into him. Don't he'll, really, don't he'll want to do it. Yeah. So... They're so good at that. So when Northampton got the ball, it was like, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. Panic, panic. And they kept making mistakes. And they were dropping balls they weren't dropping all season. And I don't think that was big day nerves, semi-final nerves. I think that was, we haven't had the ball for 20 minutes. We, you know, we've got to produce something because we're not going to get it back. One of the players from Northampton that I've admired through the whole of the season is number seven, Ludlam. I thought he's had an yeah, outstanding class. season. Yeah. You know, you just watch him going about his bits. Just really good. Exactly what you want. Abrasive. From a seven. He got well marked at the weekend though, so every time he carried the ball, there were two guys hitting him because he's yeah. a powerful guy. And also, um, fish at hooker. He's really slippery. Mm. So <laughs> Now, things, thing, to be fair, things are going swimmingly for him, aren't they? <laughs> he's got real bad memory though. It's, like, it's actually a lovely tail. He, struggle, he struggles with he struggles line-out calls because of his memory and he struggles to get it to the tail. <laughs> um, so anyway, Exeter through to the final, which is this weekend. Second game on, Saracens... Gloucester. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, lovely start for the Ben Morgan tribe. Yes, Electric it was. start. Proper full-on Gloucester. And there it ended. About three seconds later, a minute later, Sean Maitland scored beautiful little grubber through from Farrell. Last-minute decision off his wrong foot, off his left peg. Mm. Such a nice touch. Such a good read. Loads of space back there. Maitland, a mega specimen. Never going to cough that up. He's got the easily got the pace to get to that. And from then on, it was kind of... And they lost Brad Barrett and you think, oh yeah. no. Because Ed Slater went, didn't he? Who's a key player for Gloucester. Then Brad Barrett went, who is arguably the key player for Saracens. Nick Tomkins comes on, scores a hat-trick, the second of which was one of the tries of the season. That interlinking play Fabulous. was phenomenal. But, you know, Gloucester played the same way they have done all season. They load their attack with decoy runners that go across the line. Cipriani holds really deep. And basically, it was just, it's simple. Your attack has to be better than their defence. Yep. And it just wasn't. They were, the times that Gloucester did actually break Saracens, they were really deep because Saracens just eat up that ground defensively. Yep. And you saw it a couple of times when Cipriani actually stood a lot deeper and they were able to get outside. But that attack that Gloucester run has to be so accurate. And when you're against a brilliant defence like Saracens, it's so difficult to get outside. You can and you do. But when you're running against teams that aren't quite up to it, like Saracens are defensively, it's a lot easier because people make mistakes. But that's one of Saracens' strengths is their basics, their basics of line speed, of collisions, of picking yep. the right men. Uh, Liam Williams, another superb game. Yeah. See how good he is in the air. I mean, but what about Lazowski in the air? Catches that ball. Mm. Now, if he panics in that situation, that's not a try. But he doesn't. He looks inside. He turns the defender, which is the main thing, takes his time, and then just hits Liam Williams on the outside. And to be fair, it was a really brave tackle by Cipriani yeah. to try and dislodge the ball. Really was. It's a big one of the bravest that. I've seen. Yeah. yeah. But you know, again, we talked about Tuala being like so comfortable just touching the ball down over the line. He's the same, isn't he? Yeah, because he's, he's he's one of those guys that he's done it so many times. He absolutely backs himself, and he probably knows that if he cocks it up. He'll get another shot and he'll score it. So he's he's a high confidence player, isn't he? I like him when he scores a try as well. He's looking into the stand. He's waving at people in the stand. He must have seen <laughs> his red hot misses. Yeah, he's seen redders up there. Isn't he? Yeah, 
it was brilliant. Will Skelton, um, <clears throat> we had this um, <clears throat> funny chat with a sort of TV crew on WhatsApp and it's like, guys, who are we, who are we saying was the best player for Sarries? And I said, everyone suddenly replied at the same time, Skelton's just a beast. Yeah. And the exec producer who hadn't seen the game yet was like, his stats are woeful. It's like nine carries, four tackles, something like that. Hardly any of that, you know. And I was like, yeah, but it's not that. It's the impact he has. And actually did loads of work. It's the, what he does at breakdowns, what yeah. he does when he's clearing right. He's an absolute meteor. And he was, he's been the best lock in the league, I think, this season. There's a great photo of him walking off with Liam Williams. And just the size difference is incredible. Because Liam's yeah. not a massive bloke by any means. But... Really powerful, yeah. Like, do you remember like Josh Lucy used to be? Mm. You know, you know, probably put him on scales. He might be like ninety, ninety one, ninety two yeah. kilos, freaky power. But ran an extra ten kilos. Um, Liam Williams was the same. Little word on Atoji for his his show and go. I think he gives it to Spencer or was it Tompkins? Breaks through the middle, dummies, holds on to it late. I think it might have been Spencer he gives it to. I think it's Tompkins. It might have been Tompkins. Oh, gives him so many, yeah, there were so many tries scored. Yeah. But played at six. Ago. What a player. I mean, that's that's being comfortable. Again, ball in hand. That's just being so, trained at basic skills of catching, of passing, of giving it, of holding it. It's it's all black-esque, isn't it? Yeah, he just, he does everything. He can do everything. He hits hard. He's... Very, very fit. So he keeps going and going. He's an absolute nause at the breakdown. He's brilliant at clearing his own breakdown and not going off his feet. Mm. Excellent in the set piece. He's wiry enough and got long enough arms to shoot up and be a weapon in and got good enough explosive power to weapon in the line out. Yet he can scrummage as an international lock, even though he's he's a big man, but he's not a giant. No. You know, um, he's not thick set like a skeleton. He's not thick set like a launchbury. So or a cruise, and he just does so much nauseating stuff to play against. Mm. And I, I watch him and think, I mean, again, their launch is just sensational for me. Courtney Law's brilliant form. George Cruz is the best form he's ever been in, I think, the amount of work he does. You cannot, Jack, he's like Jack Noel for me, just personal choice. You cannot have an England team without him in it. And I think the same about Jack Noel. There are so many good wingers, so many good locks. I don't care if Mario plays six, or, or second row, but he has to play. I think he's or wing. I think he um, delivers on the hype. Mark Atkinson has been selected for the Barbars. I think that's really good. He's had a great season great. at twelve. The so is Joe Marler. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to see that. But the partnership Atkinson has sort of created with Cipriani with twelve trees added a lot to his game as well. And you can sort of see. I think Danny's brought that into his game yeah. as well. Those subtle touches, being able to take the ball flat pass it back without mm. sort of having to turn your hips having to turn your body so you sort of can disguise the pass um, I, think, I think people underestimate someone like Cipriani who is just so highly regarded by other players as a 10 mm. and as a you know a unpicker of defences if he says something to Mark Atkinson like mate you're brilliant at this this is what you need to be doing you're so good at that of what every time you do it it works mm. that can give a player so much confidence it's like Mark Atkinson was a quality player anyway Cipriani's arrived and he's gone to another level. But he's a bit of a bruiser. You know, he was a, a typical 12, big bloke, carrying the ball hard into the line, making big tackles, but just trying to add a couple of subtleties to his game. A bit like McCluskey, Kate, at, yeah. um, at Ulster. Yeah. Another one who's developed his game a lot. You saw that with Mar Nonu when he first came on the scene. And then he sort of had a look at the Welsh lineup. Oh, who am I against? Oh, Shanks. I better just add a little bit to my better game. My Otherwise, game. he's going to eat me up. Yeah, but it's... 
you'd, you'd rather have, it's almost like as a prop, you'd rather have outstanding static strength and exploit, you know, and you'd rather have the brutal set piece strength and work on the rest. As with, say you've got a 12, you'd rather have the physicality and physical commitment and then work on the deft touches, wouldn't you? Because it's difficult to train yeah. personality. It's diff- a, a power, sorry, you know, it's not personality. It's difficult to train that sort of aggression and physicality, isn't it? Yes, no, it is. And it personality, is. it's difficult to train that as well. So who are we going for the weekend? We're both down there. We're both at Twickenham. Yeah. Um, hosting. Are you hosting or are you doing TV? Both. Both. Knew it's it. A busy day. Knew it. It's a face, isn't it? It's a job Money fella. maker. It's a job fella. Who are we going with? Well, I know who I'm going with. I'm going with Saracens. Yeah, I think Saracens will win. I just think they'd be too strong. Just don't mind who wins, which is nice. Um, two great teams, though. Saracens. Two worthy teams of reaching that final. Yep. Um, you know, it wouldn't bother you. Both have played well all through the season. It wouldn't really bother you who wins. I mean, being former Saracens players, probably want Saracens to win. We've got a bit more of a, a hold there on that club. But they will just be too strong. You know that, don't you? I Yeah, I genuinely don't really mind who wins this one. But I yeah, I think... If Saracens, Exeter are so good and so hard to beat, but if Saracens properly turn up and their big dogs deliver and Billy's in the mood, Will Skelton's in the mood, Farrell's in the mood, I don't think you can deal with it. Game over. Game over, Red Rover. Romeo anyway, done. There we are. Well done, mate. Well done, fella. You have a nice week. And you. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.